Hello everyone, this is Trevor. I'm joined here by Caden, and we're going to be discussing the uh, Equalizer trilogy. Well, <clears throat> obviously, spoiler alerts will be kind of thrown out as a warning right now. We're going to be discussing each movie uh, released to this date. We did watch the third one recently, um, and I'm glad that they were able to do the third one. And, you know, if they are going to finish it there or not, I'm, I'm happy with it. It was decent. Um, but let's talk about the first one, Equalizer. This movie re was released in theaters September 26, 2014. The release date for streaming was June 28, 2016. The box office gross in the USA was $101.5 million, and the runtime for it was a little over two hours. Distributed by Sony Pictures Entertainment, and the production company was Escape Artists, Mace Newfield Productions, and Ziv. Sound mix was by Datasat and Dolby Digital. The director was Antoine Fuqua, and it obviously rated R, but produced by Todd Black, Jason Blumenthal, and Denzel Washington himself. I do like that Denzel had his hands all over this movie. Oh yeah, he, he's all over this entire franchise, if they take it longer than three. But this movie on Rotten Tomatoes has a 61%, but the audience scored it at a 77%. That's still low, I Yeah, think. me like, personally... I, I love this movie. I, I put this movie at an 8 out of 10, because it's mm. incredibly watchable, has a lot of rewatch value. And just incredibly enjoyable. Denzel Washington really takes over this character. And it's just a really creative, like, action movie. Like, he's able to predict and time out what he wants to do every single engagement. He's a masterful, like, technician with guns, mm. knives, hand-to-hand -hand yeah. combat. He's a, he's a menace, bro. He's John Wick on crack. People ask me who's winning a fight, him or John Wick. Uh, it's going to be the equalizer. It's a hundred percent going to be Denzel. Yeah, he's, he's, I like this Denzel fucking Washington. He's man. he's walking in the room, clicking his watch, and in two seconds, John Wick is on the floor, fucking decapitated, bro. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> oh my god, that's just how it's gonna happen. If that engagement, dude, what if they cross over? I don't know. I feel like, dude, what if they, they cross would, over? I think they would just kill each other for no reason. I, no, I know. I think that would. I don't know if anyone would win. They would just both die. They would both die, like lay on the ground, like yeah, yes, you got a, you got a Marlboro Red, bro. <laughs> Slide that over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the first one overall, it's. Uh, I'll read the movie summary for everyone out there if you have not seen it. But Robert McCall, aka Denzel Washington, aka The Equalizer, a man of mysterious origin who believes he has put the past of um, the past behind him, dedicates himself to creating a quiet new life. However, when he meets Terry, Chloe uh, Grace Moretz, she's in this film. She's okay, I guess. A teenager who has been uh, manhandled by violent Russian mobsters, he simply cannot walk away. With his set of formidable skills, McCall comes out of a self-imposed retirement and emerges as an avenging angel, ready to take down anyone who brutalizes the helpless. It's kind of crazy because, like, they, they said, you know, avenging angel, but this man literally brutally fucking murders everyone in the vicinity. Yeah. And uh, he does have morals. He does. Yeah. He's not just... He thinks about the collateral damage before he goes into an engagement. Uh, so he cares about innocence. But, man, the way he fucking kills people and the way that it's directed by Antoine Fuqua, it's very gory, graphic, and honestly a fun action movie. Caden, what are your thoughts on this first Equalizer film? Honestly, it's weirdly enough, this film is so nostalgic for me because it's one of the first films I really started getting into action movies. What was it around like 2016, 2017? Oh, this was 2014 is when it came out. But it, dude, yeah, yeah, this this movie. Uh, Holy sh! No, 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 actually, I actually, I saw this movie when it came out. So yeah. that I, I'm like, God, bro. That's, yeah. Fuck, bro. Oh yeah. I'm not even that old, and I feel like that's been so long. 
<laughs> That's weird. It, it, it feels like it for sure. That's, That's what movies will do to you. But um, yeah, that was one of, like one of the first action movies I really started getting into. Thanks to my dad. My dad always loved Denzel. And he's always wanted me to like Denzel, and I, I really just—that's where my my first like true found love for Denzel came with, is watching Equalizer with my dad, and um, still remember that Tyrone Square theater. It's just <laughs> goaded, not even that goaded, kind of a kind of a, a, a shitty little theater, <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. And the second one came out as well, and that one was fire as well. But uh, I I love the story of this first one, and it's just you know. Again, doing what's the <clears throat> kind of showing he has more like a moral comp, a good moral compass. Yeah, and he keeps that watch on, clicks that watch once he fucking once he's done, once that that time stops, everybody's fucking done. Bro. Everyone's dead. Bro. And that's that scene where he's he's in the the warehouse. Spoiler alert: turns on the sprinklers, and he, he has a nail gun. He's just mowing dudes down, bro. With nails. With bro. nails. That shit is insane, but I, I, I want to go over some of the individual performances of this film in particular because, in my opinion, this movie had the best villain out of all three. David Harbour was a beast. Um, David Harbour playing like, Detective he, Masters. He's always good and everything. Yeah, always a consistent guy, but he, he played a pretty good side character, good context, good scene with Denzel in the garage when he was getting tortured. Um, also, like that scene where Denzel's like, you know, I know you got an out, where, where is it? And he made him cough up his keys to his safety deposit box, which kind of had dirt on everyone. And uh, he's like, you you know, you, you're disgusting. You, you sick fuck. You kind of mm-hmm. betrayed the badge. And he's like, man, I've been a cop for 16 years. I was a good cop. That yeah, scene yeah. was good. That was yeah. good. Because you could yeah. tell, like, yeah. this guy clearly fell off of a fucking cliff yeah. in life. Mm-hmm. And just got with the rats and the fucking, like, garbage yeah, dwellers. Exactly. And just became a scumbag. But mm-hmm. he was not the main villain. No. This guy's name, uh, he was in the second Jason Bourne film, uh, Bourne Supremacy. If you guys, uh, I'm not going to say his name yet, I'm kind of building it up here, but the scene where Jason Bourne actually had to go into that suburban area um, and you know kind of figure out who else was left in his program, and he had that insane hand-to-hand combat scene, and then he's like, what'd you do? Huh? What'd you do? You make a call? Did you call it in? And he's like, what'd you expect? And he's like, "Go! Uh, you might have time. Go out the back. <laughs> so he knocks him out, rigs the house up to explode, and this team of three gatted up guys with Mike, like Mac 10s, Uzis, yeah. the whole house explodes. That was this guy, Martin Sakis. This guy. Definitely Russian. He played a guy named Teddy in this film. Now, I loved it. Every single, like, one man badass movie, there's gotta be at least one of them has to be against Russians. Yes, John Wick. Almost, I think the entire thing was against Russians. The first two were, yeah, <laughs> and then and then this is the first one's against the Russian. We we, we kind of pointed out there in the movie. Yeah, and, and Teddy isn't like the main main guy behind all the strings. He works for a guy named Mister Pushkin, kind of a Russian oligarch who did massive drug like trades and stuff. And and Denzel shut it all down by essentially baiting Teddy, and and, and obviously Teddy was kind of almost like him in a sense with how. Like, insanely intense and ferocious he was. You saw the scene where he beat the fuck out of the Irish uh, leader. Um, and he's like, I fucking... Like, dude, that yeah, scene yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah, he yeah, beat the guy to a pulp, nice, bro. Yeah. Um, and he had he had good scenes. Yeah. And for a guy that came up as, like, a dude with five minutes in Born Supremacy mm-hmm. to this... And even that... That, which, was one of, that was my one of my favorite scenes cause of the movie. Not because of, you know, him beating the shit out of him. But because of David Harper's performance, where he, yeah. just, he fucking whips out his his, his uh, revolver and pops the two dudes in the room, 
Yeah. And he's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, if you, like, honestly, I wouldn't even classify this as a all-out action movie. Like, towards the end, yes. Yeah, Because yeah, the yeah. climax, the ending, the, the conclusion had to it's wrap it, up in a, in a fashion. Movie. I think this is, like, more on the side of a crime movie. Suspense. And suspense. Maybe some suspense, honestly, but honestly, when you're watching this seriously, it's a pretty predictable layout of the movie. But it's just done really well because Denzel Washington and the director Antoine Fuqua mm. is a really respectable guy in Hollywood. But I, I really just like the aspect of how it kind of reminded me of, in a sense, low-key The Departed. Because you mm. had the crooked cops, you had you know David Harbour's character, Detective Masters involved, yeah. and then you had the mob, and then you know everything kind of got ruined by one yeah. person. Yeah. I just enjoyed that, and that aspect of it, and it kind of brought me into that. And I, Honestly, I kind of wish... That they kept it at one movie. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. I wish that this was like a no, solo. No, no, no. I like the. I like the. No, no. Last year. Now the third, one, the third one is my favorite. We'll one. get to the third yeah. one, but I, I, I will disagree with you there. It's better than the second, but the first one by far is the best out of all of these, in my opinion. But as far as, you know, if you're watching this movie seriously, then you're not watching it 100 percent right. You know, yeah. you have to take everything with a grain of salt with these movies yeah. and just appreciate the cool stunts, the cool kills, the really intense firefight scenes, yeah. the melee combat. Bro, in the first one, he kills a dude with a fucking wine opener. Yeah. That shit's crazy. Like, and honestly, I will say the good thing about this movie is the pacing of it. It never keeps you bored. There's always something going on. It's in kind of a small location in the city. Like, he's around his apartment a lot. I really appreciated how they kept... Like, I'm not trying to dive too deep into Equalizer, but I'm just saying I overall... Like, I appreciate it. And you can tell Denzel gives a fuck about Robert McCall as a character, and he cares about this franchise. Yeah. And I think this is honestly a perfect... We didn't talk about Chloe Grace Moretz, but she literally plays uh, a prostitute, yeah, bro. She's just... Like, I'm sorry, but, like, yeah. it's just the classic build-up to, like, oh, I need revenge for this sweet, innocent girl. Like, exactly. she's not a bad part about it, but she's the most predictable role in the yeah. film. Um... But that kind of wraps up Equalizer 1. I give it an 8 out of 10. I'm probably being really generous. But for me, as an average... Like, not an average movie. I fucking really in-depth love movies. Um, just for someone that... Like, I know what movies can bring you. And, like, I know what, you know, some of the values of films are. But anything with Denzel Washington in it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna genuinely watch with... Exactly. You know, exactly. with yeah. complete awareness and appreciate mm -hmm. everything about it. And I yeah. gotta give it an it's 8 out of 10. Denzel, bro. I gotta give it the first one an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you there as well. And it's, it's, maybe it's, you know, people would disagree with it because, you know, some of it's kind of, you know, a little bit cheesier and they have kind of, kind of a little bit like, uh... Oh, speaking of cheesy, let's talk about the second one, bro. Uh, I want to have some cheesy little like uh, like little one liners in there here and there. It's not from Denzel either. I, and let's talk about the second one. I liked it though. I like. I, I didn't hate. All it. of these are watchable. None of these are yeah. bad movies. I'm mm -hmm. not going to sit here and say that. Like they actually have qualities about them that you can enjoy. But this second one, Equalizer Two, uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua. Uh, produced by Todd Black, Jason Blumenthal, and Denzel Washington, and Antoine Fuqua himself as well, um, was released in November 13th, 2018. Um, excuse me, July 20th, 2018 in theaters, but the release for streaming was November 13th in 2018. This movie made $102 million in the box office in the U.S., so it didn't make as much as the first one, but still... I mean, they're definitely making bank on these movies, for mm -hmm. sure. But the runtime was a little over two hours as well, distributed by Columbia Pictures and Sony Pictures Entertainment. 
uh, production company was Escape Artists, again, Ziv, again, Mace Newfield Productions, sound mix was by DTS this time, uh, Dolby Atmos as well, new guys on the scene, and Dolby Digital hopped back on for the second one as well. The aspect ratio was scope, pretty interesting to talk about some of those aspect ratios, but before we talk about our opinions on this, I did want to give the brief summary about this film, uh, if you have we'll get right into it. Uh, and this is all, guys, all this is according to Rotten Tomatoes, uh, all their summaries and stats and numbers. So again, just wanted to obviously give the website credit where it's due. But here's the summary, and I quote, If you have a problem and there is nowhere else to turn, the mysterious and elusive Robert McCall will deliver the vigilante justice you seek. This time, however, McCall's past cuts especially close to home when, he, when thugs kill Susan Plummer, his best friend and former colleague, now out for revenge, McCall must take on a crew of highly trained assassins who will stop at nothing to destroy him. Um, this movie was rated by Rotten Tomatoes as a 52%, and the audience rated it as a 61%, which is also low. I think that's low. Yeah. I, I think it's yeah. low. Me personally, I'm going to go out and flat out say I'm going to give this a 6.57. I think this is the worst out of the three. Um, for the base aspect... 6.57. Yeah. 6.5 to 7. That's oh. probably, yeah. Maybe oh, oh, maybe th- 7 th- at its highest. I thought you meant like... No, not literally like, 6.57, but 6.5 <laughs> to 7 out of 10. That is the most like oddball pick I've ever seen. <laughs> you know exactly how, how much you love this movie. Yeah, no, I, I do. I, I've watched it four times. I've watched all these movies plenty of times, don't get me wrong. But um, this movie just lacked in character development. Um, really cheesy with the kid, in my opinion. Really, He ruined the movie. Um, but then, you know, I really enjoyed Pedro Pascal as the villain in this. Yeah. Like, I, I like him as that kind of antagonist character. And that whole scene in the end where they're on the, the in the hurry, in the middle yeah. of the hurricane, that was, kind of a sniper battle, that was fire. No, that don't, was fire. don't get me wrong, the, the beginning and ends of these movies, they always hit differently. But the problem is, with the second one for me, was overall just genuine dialogue, character development, like I said, yeah. and the kid's character just really annoyed me, like... Denzel's not taking some like kid that's throwing his life away under his wing when he like I I'm, maybe Denzel no, he real, saw the good in him he saw Denzel then like he saw the good like, she she was throwing her life away in the first movie who she, the the prostitute oh facts though she, that's an underlying theme yeah that is true though and he and he, yeah he does try and bring people up in a sense but because he sees the good in individual people but like, like he knows when people are getting fucked over like that kid was only in those bad situations. Because of where he was brought we, up. Not, brought honestly, around. and choice, bro. He went over to that apartment full of those guns. You walked there willingly. But I'm just going to sit here and say that, you know, Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz's character was the worst part about the first one. And this guy's character, let me get his name real fast. For me, uh, Ashton Sanders plays Miles Whitaker. He, this character was the worst part about this movie. So, like, the, the generosity, like, charity vibes of this don't work for me because it just feels forced and corny. Um... I get that, like, I feel like Denzel, because he's producing it, it's like, I want a positive influence and a positive message on the movie, and I get that. Um, I just wish that we got a little more seriousness out of them. Uh, obviously, Chloe Grace Moretz's character, that was pretty serious. She got beat to death, and she, not beat to death, but beat up pretty fucking bad. She was a prostitute. But this guy, just kind of the stereotypical, like, don't get me wrong, bro. Like, I, I get it. Like, you can't, you know judge anyone or anything like that but i just yeah. think that it's just a little a little overused at this point and i get it he's trying to like the movie's trying to relate to common issues but yeah. it just felt like how they wrote it and like what the actor was doing with the character just felt way too much yeah. for me 
Like, he was putting on that strong-ass Boston accent, like, trying to... I feel like he was trying to take over scenes. Well, that that kid plays, um... Yeah, this movie made his career. No, he plays, uh... What's the name in the Wu-Tang Clan? He plays, uh... Bobby. Oh, in the new show. Yeah, the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Semi, like, semi-new show. I liked him in that. I, mean, I, I don't know if he, he might be from New York. He's playing two New York characters. He might be. But, overall, what do you think about the second one, and what would you rate it yourself? I definitely can't rate it higher than the the, than the last one, but uh, or, or the first one. But uh, I don't want to rate it too high, but I don't want to rate it too low because I don't really hate it that much. But I'm gonna I'm gonna land at six. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and honestly, there's some really cool scenes in this. The opener where that you know again a prostitute gets you know beat up, sent to the hospital. He goes back and literally oh, destroys those guys in the office. Um, Wasn't there a train scene? The start? Isn't there a train scene? No, uh, yeah, there is. That there was, yeah. Scene. Yeah, and then he, like, yeah, the, the Turkish, yeah, yeah. the Turkey, he was in Turkey, brought, yeah. brings a girl back, and then he's, like, a lift driver. And then he fucking. And then he fucks those guys. guys. But that opening scene is really fire on the yeah, train. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. He's like, I'm looking for someone. And he's like, I thought oh, you can was... find anything in Turkey. No, sure honestly, fire. I, I thought it was going to be based in, I thought it was going to be based in Turkey. And I, I, I thought that was going to be, like, a cool ass concept. When I saw the trailer, I, that's what I thought originally as well. But I, I really do like what they did with it overall, like how he is a, kind of like a vigilante mm. now, because like he he has the abilities to do it, and he just he loves like helping people, like yeah. he wants to make up for all the bad things maybe he did in his life. They never really go into it, and I love how vague it is on his past. I really do. Kind of reminds me of Heath Ledger's Joker a bit. How you never really know the yeah. story. Mm. I really enjoy that about uh, Robert McCall's character, Denzel Washington, obviously, but. I really enjoy that about this franchise. It's like you really never know. You just see the good in him now, type yeah. shit. Because mm. like of what he's been through, and like yeah. what he's been through, he wears on his sleeves. But mm. it's not like he's out. He's like going up to someone. Hey, like when I was in Germany in the eighties on a spy mission, yeah. I had to kill a wife and a, a daughter type. Shit. Like he's not going up to some random child in the streets of New York, saying like dumping out his story for a five minute scene. Mm. I like I like that they're not forcing that out of Denzel. But I just didn't like how they were forcing some of the side characters to do too much, in my opinion, out of this movie. But I did like Pedro Pascal. thought he yeah. had a really good performance. Like you said, that hurricane scene at the end of the movie where they're sniping in the tower. They had that... You know, Running through the town, and then yeah. he, goes into that, he goes into that bakery and blows it up. Dude, this shit was so fire. And, yeah. and Pedro Pascal, like honestly, he played the, the role of a guy kind of losing grip on the situation pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, because once he realized, oh fuck, Robert McCall's still alive, and I just yeah. kind of... You know, covertly, you know, killed his best friend, so I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he realizes that slowly but surely, and you'll see it. It's kind of cocky in a way. Yeah, it kind of has a. I feel like Spencer Confidential got vibes but, but he from fi- this. He finds out at the end. You see, he's like on that, on that, uh, whatever he is, like an elevator. I think it was like a church, like a church yeah, tower. Sure. But it was a fire scene. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. There's some really cool sequences and transitions, and you never are bored watching these movies. No, no, no. no I, I'm, I've never been like. Always a fun watch. I've never yawned during an Equalizer movie. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's never bored me or anything. But let's move on, I guess, to the third one, which we just watched uh, in theaters. Yeah, Shout out to Lakewood Ranch. This one was visually the most appealing by a million miles. It was 100% the most visual appealing. Yeah, the value of it, I feel like, was the best. Like, you got the best production value out of it. But let's get into some of the stats, for sure. Mm. Um, it was released, obviously, in September 1st, uh, 2023, so very recently. Um, box office gross so far, uh, almost $43 million. So that's pretty good for not even being a month old. <laughs> yeah, um, it might break... It, I think it will break 
at least the second one's box office gross in the U.S. The runtime is a little less than two hours. The distributor is Columbia Pictures. Production company is Escape Artist and Ziv. These guys have been on it since the first one. Shout out to them. Yeah, low-key, when we, when we hopped out uh, of the movie theater, I was... I, the main thing I was wondering how like short was that movie? It, it felt so short. Like, everything happened... Like, but it's because the pacing of it's very good, in yeah, my opinion. It, was, yeah, it didn't it feel dragged out or anything. Mm. But the sound mix is done by Dolby Atmos again, and Dolby Digital, and the aspect ratio is digital. So that's pretty cool to... You know, they, they changed up the aspect ratio on the lens and stuff, yeah. so that's pretty cool. But the genre, obviously, action, R-rated. Let's get into the movie summary here, uh, and I quote, Since giving up his life as a government assassin, Robert McCall, a.k.a. Denzel Washington, has struggled to reconcile the horrific things he's done in the past, and he finds a strange solace in serving justice on behalf of the oppressed. Finding himself surprisingly at home in a southern Italy, in, in southern Italy, he discovers his friend's are under the control of local crime bosses. As events turn deadly, McCall knows what he has to do. Become his friend's protector. Oh, well, he has to become his friend's protector by taking on the mafia. And this was a really kind of fun movie, in my opinion. Overall, with the action, just some of the some of the cool, like, shots on the motorcycle scenes, like, with, like, the Italian mob, like, yeah. like the mm-hmm. bike gang. And um, I really like the opening scene where he goes into that, uh, that, that little thing, like, little vineyard. Kind of a front for uh, like, a, like like some drug exchange, some massive drug exchange that's going under the radar from the FBI, and you know you find him in that that wine cellar, and the old guy comes in, and he just pops, he just fucking clicks his watch, pops. Them no, all. You, you know what he said before he kills those guys. He's like, you have, you have nine seconds, and nine he, seconds. your guy on your right is standing a foot too close. Your guy on your left, I feel bad for his family. He's dead. That shit was so cold. It was so fucking fire to me, bro. Like he I was just like, up the first guy, no, he did. Oh my god, he did. The whole oh movie, he was fucking these Italians up. But honestly, though, it was really cool that it was like an Italian kind of yeah. setting. And at the um, end, they featured the soccer, soccer, soccer. Yeah, which was really cool. Soccer celebration. Um, but Denzel Washington, obviously, a really awesome performance, and this was a very wholesome movie. A lot more characterization for the side characters. You really show he really showed he cared for this community and all these innocent people that were getting taken advantage of by these mafia guys and these, you know, mob bosses and stuff like that. And he had to shut that down immediately. Yeah. Um, but, you know, shout out to David Denman. You guys may know him from The Office. He was Pam's first boyfriend. He played Frank Conroy in this. I just thought it was really cool that he was in this movie. Mm. Um, he was also in 13 Hours, so shout out to him. But a lot of Italian actors and actresses that I'm not going to be able to name, but uh, one that did stand out to me was The Waitress. She actually was really good in this movie. Yeah. Mm. Uh I, I'm gonna try and pronounce this. Gaia Scudero. Uh, I, 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 Scudelaro. 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 Okay, we're gonna not take Italian. Um, and hey just. So I'd be, I'd be reading off some of the, the those Serie A names, bro. Um, but the, the cool, cool villains. Um, that were kind of a part of this. I, I guess better than. Honestly, they may have been the worst villains. In the whole, out of all three, Pedro Pascal was better I, I, than yeah, yeah, was better than Vincent Quaranta. I liked, I liked him though. I, I did like him for the, for the small bit that he was on, just a little like cocky, little like fucking cock, basically. Little, no, yeah, like, Italian, Italian, complete boy. scumbag, forcing people out of their homes illegally, making them sign over like papers and stuff to him so they can have the right to their house and destroy it to build hotels. But, Corrupt mafia dealings, but I didn't go over the tomato meter rating. This has gotten a seventy-four percent highest out of all. Of them. Yeah, highest out of all of them, and then a ninety-four percent audience highest score. Out of all of them as well. Also highest out of all of them. So 
They really could go to four here and try and compete with John Wick. I don't but think I, they should. I think it really ended off perfectly. It did. It did. They, they were um, celebrating. He was happy. He found peace. He found peace. He's done. You know what I mean? It's over. And, and like we honestly, at the end of the movie, you just have to think that Robert McCall is in that small Italian town, exactly, chilling mm, in Sicily. You know, and I think that that's a good way to kind of end it, because like, man. You kind of look through what the guy went through, like, and you, you don't really get a glimpse into his past too much. Don't get me wrong, but like, what he had to go through in his life, like, and what we saw in yeah. in the time, like, bro, he went through hell. Yeah. You know, and he battled against demons, and he was that guy that was able to do it, and he never backed down. And I, I really appreciate that about yeah. that. He, the fighting spirit of Robert McCall, kind of. I feel like it's not even Robert McCall. It's literally just Denzel. It is Denzel. Watch. Yeah, this is just Denzel. Like, bro, Denzel, Denzel could probably fuck up twelve guys in a in, in, a, <laughs> yeah. in a mafia boss room. He could probably do this shit. Bro, who knows, bro? <laughs> he could probably do it. Type see, shit. See a robot? Who knows? Who knows? But overall, I think I, I'll give this movie. Honestly, I'll give it the same as the first one. You know, I'll give it an eight. I, I'll give this movie an eight out of ten. For me personally, it was really wholesome. A lot of really good. Kind of like genuinely heartwarming moments, like with some of like the the town people, like where that dude got his fish shop burnt down, and yeah. you know he was like, you could tell how angry yeah, the dude exactly. was, but he couldn't do anything about it, yeah. and you know that that look Denzel made yeah. to him, you know the guy didn't know he was looking at him, but he just yeah. looked at him, he's like, I I can't leave, yeah. I I gotta I I gotta do something, yeah yeah, yeah gotta step something. up to the plate here and bat so a thousand. That's a moral compass, bro. Yeah. And low key, that's why my rating. It's, it's, it's higher than any other one. It's going to be a 9 out of 10, but there's only one thing that I do not like about this movie. It's the reason why it's not a 10 for me. It's because they want they went to Na- they went to Naples. They went to Sicily. They didn't go to Milan. <laughs> they didn't they didn't go to San Siro, and that's why it's not a 10 out of 10. That's why it's a 9 out of 10. But uh, that's really the only, the only part I didn't like about this movie. G-shit. And G-shit. shout out to Dave. He wound up taking us mm-hmm. and uh, buying shout our tickets. To, and to my dad. And we, uh, we went to Lakewood Ranch Theater, Lakewood Ranch Cinema on Main Street over there. And obviously Lakewood Ranch, if you're in the Sarasota or, uh, you know, kind of Bradenton area, you know where that is. But uh, good little theater, good little vibe. Um, definitely a good watch. Definitely horrible, horrible, horrible fucking crowd, bro. Horrible crowd, definitely. Horrible crowd. Bro, no one, bro, people were in there that you could tell, like, had no idea what was going on, bro. They, they were just, like, there because Denzel was, like, they didn't watch the first two. It's like, how do you do that? How do you go into Equalizer 3 and just, like, you're, you're just sitting there, like, like, One bro. guy asked for a smoke in the middle of, in the, middle of the, the movie. He asked, um, his fucking... He's guardian for a smoke. Yeah, we low-key may have had some kind of, uh, I guess you could say, special needs and This isn't even like group uh, in front of us. We're not dissing anybody. We're no, no, but like that. it was just, it's no just one was fact. interested yeah, in the, the movie. This is the truth. Like and there, there was a special uh, group in front of us with a guardian and a son, and uh, one of the guys asked for a smoke mid-movie. And so they walk out, they go, I, I guess they, they, they proceed to smoke the cigarette, comes back into the movie theater, and the whole theater smelled like fucking cigarettes. Yeah, bro, the guy was definitely chiefing on some Marlboro Reds out it, there it in the sucked, parking lot. Bro, can you just smell cigarettes in the fucking theater? And the crazy thing was, it only took him about seven minutes to pow down that fucking stogie. Yeah, so he, he, he was bad, he was like, ooh, ooh. He, was, he was literally inhaling yeah, he was, that bitch. Bro. He probably Superman that hoe after, too. 
You know, <laughs> hey, Superman now. You know, that's hey, one of those man. things that's a possibility out there. Yeah, Lakewood Ranch. They just be smashing stogies, <laughs> bro. Like that's a crime. That should be a crime. <laughs> you know, but uh, it's not. You know, <laughs> no, it's not. But uh, especially if you come in and just stink up the whole goddamn theater yeah, with fucking was... cigarette smell. It's like, bro, uh, you have some cologne. Yeah, you know, like have some fucking cologne. Maybe take the jacket off. Have decency. Maybe have just don't decency. even. Maybe don't even come back in. Yeah. Just stay out, bro. You you reek. You reek of cigarettes. Bro. <laughs> like, Nasty fuck. I'm bro. trying to watch if you smoke cigarettes. If you smoke cigarettes, now this is a diss. I mean this. If you smoke cigarettes, get fucking better, bro. Come on now. Honestly, bro. Like yeah, just switch to nicotine gum. Switch to a vape, then nicotine gum. But cigarettes are not the answer. Like that. That's the lesson yeah. of this episode. And get better. We really hope that everyone out there enjoyed this little trilogy review of Equalizer. Shout out to Denzel Washington, one of the greatest actors of all time, for being able to complete this. I know there were some question marks um, about them not being able to get this third one going, but I'm glad they did, bro. I I really am. I'm glad that uh, we we got an end to it. And you're right. I think we're going to look back on this trilogy because I'm not going to watch it for five years. I I, I told that. I I, I know I probably might. I haven't watched the second one. I haven't watched the second one once. I was, I was in theaters. I might, but like, I want to kind of enjoy Denzel's trilogy like a little bit. Like, have actual. I'm gonna go back and watch it. Like, damn, okay, this is better than I, you know, better than I thought, you know, better than I remembered. Uh, type shit. I, I want to definitely do. I, I want to do that because it'll be like, okay, these 2010s and you know, early 2020 like action movies were kind of the shit type shit. You know what I'm saying? But um, if everyone out there, you want more of these film reviews and uh, kind of a whole series reviews in a sense. Definitely make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, TikToks, and Threads at Tea Time Reports. We have a bunch of kind of uh, movie posts on there sometimes, and we'll cover some just random facts going on, maybe some movie trailers that we're into. So if you're into that, and if you want more movie and film content and TV show and anime series reviews and stuff like that, make sure you hit us up on our social media platforms and give us some suggestions. We'll we'll watch it. We'll be able to do our research. We'll be able to come at you with a detailed, thorough review. Um, and I really hope that you guys enjoyed this review of the Equalizer Trilogy. Caden, thanks for hopping on with this one. Oh, yeah, man. Greatly appreciated everyone out there for supporting this podcast. This was Trevor and Caden. We're, shot, we're signing out. And shout out to Denzel Washington, man. Peace. Peace.